Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Hi, Learning Bible Truth listeners. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. I hope this day finds you and your family well. I have some close friends who received some bad news uh, last week, and um, they are dealing with some stuff, and they were there for me when I was sick, and, you know, I've, I've been trying to be there for them, and then um, my responsibilities uh, increased at work so I have been very busy last week moving into a brand new office that was very tiresome um, but today nevertheless I said that we would explore uh, episode 6 this weekend I didn't know if it would be a Saturday or a Sunday but I chose today since I'm really off today uh, I have an engagement to go to tomorrow so I figured I would share it today. I am a little tired. I took a vitamin B12. Trying to <laughs> yes, I take vitamins, saints. Yes, I do. For those of you who are listening for the first time, first and foremost, I appreciate each and every one of you, but I do advise you to go back and listen to episodes one, two, three, four, and then listen to episode five. But we will be delving into episode six today. We ended episode five talking about how Israel, the Jews being back in Israel, is a major sign that will precede the second coming of the Messiah. And then we talked about how the Bible also said the Jewish people would reclaim a, another particular city. And Jesus said, um, when that happens, the end of the age will come. So we are going to talk about in episode six, that other major city. Yes, it will be eye opening saints. And I, uh, my prayer is that those of you who are listening, who are not believers, that you put on uh, your thinking hats. Uh, we are going to explore some history. You open your hearts. I think it would be best if you open your mind and not reject something just because it's contrary to what you have heard. What I share with each and every listener every time I share an episode is Bible truth. Either you are a believer or you are not. I share Bible truth. And that is what the church has abandoned lately. And when I say lately, I'm talking about over the past maybe 30 years, abandoned Bible truth as it relates to Christ. So um, with that said, let's get this truth on the road. We are going to talk about some history and some things that are happening right now. And the other major city 
that the Jewish people would claim. We are going to talk about that as well. Now, before we start, let me um, get something clear. I am not a history buff. I am a Bible history buff. That is where my expertise lie within Bible history, Bible truth history. What I typically do is explore what the prophets prophesied about the Messiah and about future events and to see if they came to pass. And so that is what we are going to delve into today. But it's going to be a lot of history and it will open your eyes about some things that are occurring today in Israel. It was prophesied over 2000 years ago and those prophecies are being fulfilled today. Back in June, on June the 7th of 1967, on the third day of the sixth day of war, the Israeli Defense Forces, and throughout this episode, I will be talking about the Israeli Defense Forces, so I may use the acronym IDF instead of just saying it out, okay? So when I say IDF, I'm talking about the Israeli Defense Forces. They powered their way into the old city of Jerusalem. And within a few hours, the uh, Israeli paratroop brigade, they took possession of the Temple Mount, giving Israel control over its holiest site for the first time in almost 19 centuries. You guys hear that in almost 19 centuries. Now, Jews celebrated in Israel and also around the world because, you know, they were scattered. They were in exile. So the first time in almost two decades, they had access to and were free to worship at the Temple Mount and the Western Wall. For most of the world, it was a historic yet unexpected and surprising event. Photographers captured the, the triumphant celebrations and, and, and news outlets. They broadcast Israel's victory all over the world. Now, it's one of the most important days in the past 2000 years, because I know what the Bible says about the Jewish people. This is why I am informing you. And I know what the Bible says about Jerusalem. And guess what? I'm not alone, saints. At the time, IDF chief Rabbi Shlomon Gorin also recognized the significance of that particular date. When the IDF secured the Temple Mount, he gathered in prayer with several soldiers at the Western Wall. He had the Torah scroll in his hand and he blew a ram's horn. Now, if you don't know what the Torah scroll is, it is a Jewish Bible. It's the first five books of the Bible and it was written by Moses. It's also known as the Pentateuch. Now, then he announced and I quote, we have taken the city of God. We are entering the Messianic era for the Jewish people. Did you hear that? I need to quote that again. This is what he said. He said, we have taken the city of God. We are entering the Messianic era for the Jewish people. Now, Gorin proclaimed the beginning of the Messianic era. So what he meant is that he understood the significance of the moment. Rabbi Gorin knew the writings of the prophets and what they say. They say the Messiah will come when God's people are gathered back in the land. But they also say something else. They say the Messiah will come when the Jewish people are back in the land and the city of Jerusalem. 
Now, knowing what the prophets said and knowing that the prophets have a perfect track record when it comes to fulfilled prophecy, can you see now why June the 7th of 1967 was so important? Mm-hmm. Now, when the IDF captured Jerusalem in June 1967, the whole world witnessed the fulfillment of an ancient Bible prophecy. Because the Bible not only predicted the gathering of the Jews back in the land of Israel, it also said they would once again inhabit the city of Jerusalem. Okay, now more than 2,500 years ago, saints, the prophet Zechariah in chapter 8, verses 7 and 8 said, and this was God speaking through him, he said, that God would bring his people back from the east, west, north, and south and plant them safely in the city of Jerusalem. So we saw in the last episode that after more than 18 centuries of exile, God brought the Jewish people from the furthest corners of the earth. And then he planted them once again in the land of Israel. Now on May 14 of 1948, the nation of Israel reappeared on the world scene. Now this fulfilled God's promise as communicated through several Old Testament prophets. But in Zechariah chapter eight, we learn that God promised those same people that they would not only inhabit the land of Israel, but also the city of Jerusalem. And that's why the six day war is so important. Now, when the IDF took possession of the Temple Mount and, and East Jerusalem, they fulfilled Zechariah's prophecy. Now, alone, this is nothing less than a miracle, but it's not an isolated event. Zechariah had a lot more to say about this. All those centuries ago, Zechariah in chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, Zechariah also foresaw the present day world conflict over the city of Jerusalem. Quoting God, he said, I will make Jerusalem an intoxicating drink for all the nations who try to divide her. Mm-hmm. So do we see this today? Absolutely. We see this today. The city of Jerusalem is ground zero in the Arab Israeli conflict. It's the epic center of world diplomacy. So who is supposed to govern it and how? These are the questions at the heart of the ongoing conflict between the Jews and the Arabs and the United Nations. In 1980, Israel named Jerusalem its undivided capital, but much of the world refuses to recognize Jerusalem as an Israeli city, much less Israel's capital. Many in the United Nations view Jerusalem as an international city, but we just read that God gave Jerusalem to the Jews. He gave Jerusalem to, to Israel. Now, while the Arabs believe it should be the capital of, of a newly declared Palestinian state, others believe it should be divided. And they believe it should be divided among various factions. But while a number of opinions exist, I want you all to hear this. While a number of opinions, a differences in opinions do exist. The majority of the world opinion is dead set against Israel and its continued occupation of Jerusalem and the most powerful nations in the world, including the United States, constantly pressure Israel to trade land for peace. But God gave Israel that land. And let me tell you something. Everybody who comes up against Israel since they reentered 
the uh, nation Israel, the city Israel will lose if they try to fight Israel. I'm telling you, they will lose. Mark my words. Without a doubt, this is current evidence of the initial fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy. Because Zechariah had a lot more to say about what happens once Jerusalem is in the hands of the Jews. Now, at this point, you got to at least say, wait a minute, some, something is clicking here. There is some truth to what is being said. And you, you, some of you are saying, I get it, because some of you told me, they e emailed me before after last episode and say, now I'm starting to understand. The Jews are back in Jerusalem, just like they're back in the land of Israel. So how is this connected to the second coming? It's such a big deal because the Bible says the Messiah will come in triumph only when the Jews have been reestablished in their land and in the city of Jerusalem. God gave Jerusalem to Israel. OK, guys, that's why Rabbi Gorin said we are entering the Messianic era back in 1967. Now, again, more than twenty five hundred years ago, the prophet Zechariah said God's promise to bring his people back from the east, west, north and south and plant them safely in, in the city of Jerusalem. And remember, that's in Zechariah 8 verses 7 and 8. God also promised that all men and women will gather in the city squares while the streets of the city are filled with children at play. That's in Zechariah chapter eight, verses four and five. Today, we are witnesses to the fulfillment of these prophecies. Saints, the Jewish people are back in the land. They're back in the city of Jerusalem. The elderly walk the same streets where children play. Now, less than a hundred years ago, all of this seemed to be impossible. It happened, though, saints. It happened just as God promised that it would. It actually happened. And in that same chapter of Zechariah, God made another promise. God promised to return to Mount Zion and live in Jerusalem. That's in Zechariah 8, 3. God said he's coming to live in Jerusalem. And just so there's no confusion, saints, God doesn't mean that in a symbolic or spiritual sense. He means it literally. His actual physical presence will dwell in Jerusalem. This is a ref this is in reference to uh, the kingdom of Christ Jesus, saints. If you are a believer, you know what I'm talking about. If you feel with the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm talking about. Because as I read these scriptures in Zechariah, look, my, I can't contain myself because I literally see Bible prophecy coming to pass. Zechariah says people from all over the world will travel to Jerusalem to worship the Lord and ask for his blessing. In those days, 10 foreigners will grab the sleeve of one Jew and say, let us walk with you for we hear that God is with you. That's in Zechariah chapter eight, verses 20 through 23. So what a contradiction to this present age where the majority of the world despises the Jewish people and anti-Semitism is rampant. I'm on the side of the Jews. I, look, I will defend a Jew, not to the point where I'm arguing with someone, but if someone is talking negative, uh, negatively about Jews in my presence, I'll just walk off. But if they ask me about it and you know what I would tell them? Well, God gave the Jews uh, the land of Jerusalem. That, that city belonged to the Jewish people. It belongs to Israel. They will not be divided and is prophesied in, in Zechariah. And then I'll walk off. Because I believe Bible truth. It hasn't failed yet. 
Now, in Zechariah, he says the gathering of the Jewish people back in the land and back in Jerusalem will usher in the Messiah's eternal kingdom. In other words, once the Jews are back in Jerusalem, the second coming is close by, saints. Then let, 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 let's say this. Let, let's let Jesus give us some help because Jesus himself pointed to the Jewish possession of Jerusalem as a sign of his return. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 15 and 16, Jesus told his disciples to flee for the hills when they see the sacrilegious object Daniel spoke of. The prophet Daniel spoke of um, about standing in the temple. When you see the abomination of desolation standing in the temple where, you know, or standing in places it ought not. Uh, the prophet Daniel spoke about that. Now, before the Antichrist desecrates the temple, it must exist. Uh-huh. So right now it doesn't. The Romans destroyed the temple in A.D. 70. So for Jesus to be right, the temple must be rebuilt. Otherwise, how could it be des uh, desecrated? And before it, it can can be rebuilt, the Jews must control Jerusalem. As of June 7, 1967, they do. So Jesus says the Israeli possession of Jerusalem will immediately precede his second coming. So when Jesus and his disciples were visiting Herod's temple, the disciples had commented on the majesty and the splendor uh, of that temple. And they were marveled at the beauty of its stones. But let's pay attention to what Jesus said, how he reacted to what they said. OK, he told them the time would soon come when not one stone would be left on top of another. That's in Luke 21 verses five and six. So the disciples asked when this would happen. And Jesus went on to describe the destruction of the temple and the scattering of the Jews into all the nations. That's in Luke 21 verse 24. So in AD 70, the Romans had besieged Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. Now in burning the temple, all its golden ritual objects melted and, and, and gold poured into the cracks between the stones. So to retrieve the gold, the Romans broke apart and overturned every stone. So this fulfilled the words of Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord. He spoke this to his disciples. So in A.D. 135, the Romans put down the final Jewish insurrection and renamed Israel Palestine and carried her people to the furthest parts of the Roman Empire. Then Jesus made a statement that's one of the keys of understanding the timing of his return. He told the disciples this. He said in, in Luke 21 verses 24 through 28, and I'm going to um, paraphrase through here. I'm not going to read all those verses. He said that Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the of the Gentiles come to an end and then he will return. OK, so um, the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70 by Titus and the Roman legions initiated the times of the Gentiles. So for centuries thereafter, Gentile kings and kingdoms had taken control over the Temple Mount and the, the city of Jerusalem. So here's a rough timeline of control over Jerusalem by the Gentiles up until uh, Israel reclaimed the land. OK, back uh, between A.D. 70 and 325, the Roman Empire had ruled Jerusalem and Back in, in between 325 and 637, 
the Byzantine Empire ruled. And between uh, 637 and 1099, the Caliphate's empire ruled. And between 1099 and 1187, the Crusaders ruled. And between 1187 and 1516, the Mamluks ruled. And between 1516 and 1917, the Ottoman Empire ruled Jerusalem. And between 1917 to 1948, the British Empire ruled Jerusalem. And between 1948 and 1967, the Israel Jordan ruled over Jerusalem. And now, saints, between 1967 and until this present day, the Israelis are ruling Jerusalem, just like God uh, prophesied through the prophet Zechariah that they would. Okay, so from the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70 to the Six Day War in A.D. 96, Jerusalem was in the hands of the people other than the Jews. They were in the hands of the Gentiles, just like G Jesus had prophesied. So for eighteen hundred and ninety seven years, saints, the Jews did not control Jerusalem. Today they do. Yes, today they do. So is this just a coincidence? That's what I want to ask you. Mm -mm. Nearly 2000 years ago, Jesus said this would happen. He said Jerusalem would be surrounded by armies. The temple would be destroyed and the Jews would be scattered in exile throughout the world. Then he said the Gentiles will trample Jerusalem until the times of the Gentiles come to an end. That's in Luke 21 verses 20 through 24. Then Jesus says, the entire world will see the son of man coming in great power and glory in Luke 21, 27. This is a direct reference to the son of man prophesied in the book of Daniel by the prophet Daniel in chapter seven, verses 13 and 14. The Messiah who will set up an everlasting kingdom of peace and righteousness, saints. Jesus is telling us point blank that when the Jews are back in Jerusalem, it's a sign that his return is just around the corner. And remember early on in these in this series now we talked about false messiahs coming, everybody trying to get that land. That's the holy land of Jerusalem cuz that's when the messiah is going to return and set up his everlasting kingdom. So we have to remember, nobody can duplicate the return of Christ because we have to remember that the rapture is going to take place first and the fact that we are still here and I'm talking about those who are in Christ, true believers. Uh it hasn't happened yet. And you cannot duplicate man is, let me tell you, man is sharp. Man is smart. Man has a lot of wisdom, but their wisdom, wisdom is no match for God's wisdom. So the return of Christ, you have to remember the skies shall unfold and it will prepare his entrance. And man cannot duplicate that. So if somebody tell you the Messiah is here, oh, look, he's in Jerusalem. That's false messiahs. Okay. False messiahs. And the Bible is clear. Jesus said they will false messiahs will appear and they will deceive many. He didn't say might. He said they will deceive many. So don't fall for the okie doke here. I thank God that I have revelation of these scriptures. So we uh, after almost 2000 years of foreign control of Jerusalem, that old city is back in the Jewish hands. And it's not a coincidence, saints, it's Bible prophecy. So the Bible foretold that this would happen. And it's only one of many signs that point to the second coming of the Messiah. We talked about signs in episode one, two, three, four, and five. 
And now we are talking about these other signs in episode six. And we have other examples. The Bible foretold it also prophesied that the reaction of Israel's surrounding neighbors and the entire world community, that they would have a negative reaction or mixed reactions to the Jewish people returning to Jerusalem. And today we see those prophecies fulfilled right before our eyes, saints. And guess what? I know this message was going to be short. I just didn't want to tell y'all this. It's getting good. I know it is. I appreciate you guys hanging in there. I want you to constantly take notes. The scriptures that I shared with you guys that I did not quote, I want you to write them down and study those scriptures. And I will share episode, um, I think, what episode are we going to be on? Episode 7 um, next weekend. I don't know if it'll be Saturday or Sunday because I do know I have a busy week coming up. And um, I'm tired today, which is why I didn't want to share too, too much. I could have, but but saints, when I'm tired, you know, I start misspeaking and misquoting and I don't want to do that. So I did pray and ask God to give me strength to share this much. So saints, until next time, look, I want you to hang on and listen to an invitation to accept Christ. For those of you who are listening right now who don't know the Messiah, because let me tell you something, the world is heading to its end. And those who are not in Christ will be left here for the judgment. You don't want to be under the judgment of Christ because those who are in Christ are, are not under the judgment. We will not be judged with the world. And God promised us that. If you are in Christ, you will not be judged. We are going to be saved from the wrath that is coming. And there is a wrath coming. If you do, you don't even have to uh, believe in anything. And you can look around and see that the destruction of this world as we see it is on its way. So saints, stand by for an invitation to accept Christ. And then um, for more information on how you can contact me directly. So until next time, treat everyone you encounter with compassion, dignity, and respect. And when that door opens, lead them to Christ. If you don't know the risen Savior, now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. Saints, tomorrow is not promised to you. There will be a time where Jesus Christ will no longer be available to you and those who call upon the Lord will not be saved. So all you have to do is repeat after me. Go to Romans chapter 10 and we are going to read verses 9 and 10. You can include verse 11 so that it can give you understanding of verse 9 and 10. So saints, God made his salvation plan simple for every man, every walk of life, every ethnicity, every color of skin to come to him and be reconciled to him through the blood of Jesus. So let's say this prayer in all sincerity. Father God, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. And your word says, if I confess this, that I am saved. So Father God, I believe that Jesus is your son and he is Lord. And I confess with my mouth that he is seated at your right hand because you raised him from the dead. Amen. Saints, if you made that confession and you were sincere, 
you should feel a change in your heart. That is the seal of the Holy Spirit. And you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And no man can take your salvation away from you. So saints, I want you to join a faith-based teaching church. Contact Learning Bible Truth. You can continue to listen to Learning Bible Truth until you find a church home. Contact us and tell us what area you live in and we will conduct a search and tell you what church is teaching Bible truth and direct you to that church so that you can be baptized. Yes, you are not saved by water baptism. Water baptism is symbolic to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you come up out of that water, you come up as a new man, but you are saved before you get baptized. So saints, I hope that you were sincere Play this tape for family and friends. Lead men to the risen Christ for salvation because there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved. And that is the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign capital D lowercase r capital C, lowercase A-M-A-L-E, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D., serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord. In peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.